This Jazz playoff game is in the books, and you've heard from all the players and the coaches. Now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime on the Zone Sports Network, featuring your phone calls and tweets. Now with a recap of tonight's game, here's Austin Horton on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, uh, it's back. We back. Uh, happy Sunday. Is it, is it happy Sunday? Happy playoffs. There's basketball back. Uh, playoff basketball's back with people in the building. So that's a win. That's I a am, positive. I am Austin Horton. Adrian uh, is off for the, the season. Okay, Adrian, fair enough. Adrian's, Adrian's no longer. No, he's not. It's me, man. Employee. It's me. But we've, we've uh, traded Adrian for a Johnny. Okay. And an Alex. Yes. So we got a two players for one deal. That sounds pretty good. Uh, we will miss our buddy Adrian here on this show, but wanted to give him a shout-out, and he is doing well, and he's happy and healthy, and what else could anyone want these days? He's a good guy. He actually showed up to one of my gigs the other day. Did he really? Yeah, he came and said hi. Nice he's a, he him. is a music hound. He likes the music. Yes, good guy. Uh, so there's Johnny, Alex behind the glass, and I'm Austin, and I'll be real with you, too. Uh, I thought we were going to have a handy, a victory in hand. When we started the show tonight, and uh, that's not the case. You know, Austin, when we showed up here early, uh, you you were coming in the building, and we were set up for the Jazz pregame show outside set up. There was an electricity going on out there. There was a vibe. Everyone was excited. And, well, we know what happened, right? Yeah, uh, the rainstorm. The rain, rolled in. yeah. The rainstorm did roll in, and it's called Memphis. I, uh, I, I did. Me and my, my wife and I, we got some employee comp tickets, so I took my wife on a very rare date tonight, and we went to this game and enjoyed our time as just being normal fans again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she had a, a great time, but we did have to walk from Bountiful, uh, and we had to walk through I think like four or five rivers here in downtown Salt Lake, and so I spent the whole game. With my, my socks dripping wet. You you looked pretty drenched when you came up and <laughs> said hi. I will not uh, I will not deny that. So, uh, but you know what? Even though it's a game one loss, I do think there is some good to behold, and we'll get to that later on. But right now, this show, this show, the the policy of this show is we stay on air as long as you call. If you call until DJ and PK start at six a.m. We're we'll here. be here till 6 a.m. We're here. We're ready. My wife and child don't know that's the rule. I didn't tell them, but that is the rule. Okay. And I'm sticking to it. I'm game. Let's make, let's make this happen. So 855-340-ZONE. Whatever you, whatever you want to talk about. If you want to complain, if you want to uh, blink and moan, if you want to be say, oh, no, here's the silver lining, whatever you got, whatever your thoughts are, this is the Jazz Playoff Overtime Colin Show, 855 855- 340-ZONE. That's 855-340-ZONE. Alex will take your calls on the other side. But uh, while we wait for you to call in, let's hear how this one went down tonight, Alex. The night didn't go as planned or wanted for Jazz fans, but that does not mean it did not start well. The Jazz came out firing. They, they came out hot. They came out fast. They came out looking better prepared and, frankly, less tired than the Memphis Grizzlies. That would make sense given what Memphis has gone through in the last week, and here's how the game started. Brooks has Ingles. Morant has Conley. Morant's not thought of as a very good defense player. Off the bounce three for Joe is good. That's going to be the game, the off-the-bounce three. We talked about it. Ingles was 0 for 6 in the regular season against Memphis on off-the-bounce three. 17-14 Memphis. Morant in the lane. Gets to the dotted line. Right-hander, no good. Favors battling with Valanchunas for the board. Fabulous Favors. 
17-14 Memphis. Morant driving at Gobert, double clutches, gets rejected. Hello, Mr. Morant. It's nice to meet you. I'm Rudy Gobert. I'm the greatest defensive player in the world. Here's Conley, left side. The most experienced Jazz playoff player was brilliant the first. Steps behind the three-point line, buries the three. Ron, that's everything we talked about. Open side pick and roll and an off-the-bounce three. The Jazz led after one quarter, 24-17, having shot 7 of 15 from the field overall, but just 2 of 7 from 3 more on that later. Jordan Clarkson stretched the lead out to 14 for the Jazz with 6 and change left in the second quarter. Baseline jumper by Clarkson up and in. Memphis is two for their last 20 from the field, two for 11 in the quarter. 36-22 was the score there for Utah, but Memphis would not go away, would not back down, and they kept fighting. Found Valanciunas pushing ahead as Anderson running as fast as he ever has. Into the front court, finds Valanciunas trailing, off balance, back out to Anderson. High arcing three is good. 36-27, Memphis is not going to shoot 27% for the whole night. Conley's got to go one-on-one. He's not a good isolation player. Stepping back, missing. Rebound tipped around, loose, out of bounds. Grizzly ball. They are just out battling the Jazz right now. And they're getting Mike Conley into isolation, Ron, and that is not a strength of him. He shot 36% this year in isolation. Gobert battling. Brooks has it, of course. Who did it this time? Brooks did it. 41-40 Jazz, transition three, Desmond Bain good. Memphis leads it, Dylan Brooks is doing it. And the Jazz, whose largest lead was 14, will go to the half at 49-43 deficit. It was a 17-7 close to the first half for the Memphis Grizzlies, taking, as you heard there, a 49-43 lead into the locker rooms. The Jazz looking to rebound, looking to regroup, looking to, frankly, get a little juice that they were somehow missing in the second quarter. They had it in the first, lost it in the second, needed to find it in the third. That didn't immediately happen in the second half as the Jazz saw the Grizzlies score on back-to-back possessions to start the third quarter before getting some revenge, cutting it to a three-point Memphis lead on this Boyan Bogdanovich drive. Crowd trying to get into it. 13,000, high pick and roll. Conley players to Ingles, catch and shoot three, good. Joe Ingles with his third three of the game. He's got nine points. Here comes Bogdanovich left side, down by five, lines up Kyle Anderson, in and out. Right hand dribble to the rack, scored it. Kyle Anderson, who has five steals tonight, reached in trying to get the sixth, and this time Bogdanovich denied. Jazz on a 7-0 run, 13,000 plus come to their feet. But the rejuvenation was short-lived. Anderson working the top, guarded by Clarkson, who's very tall in the defense. Step through, Gobert blocks it, Anderson gets it back, and he's fouled as he's falling to the ground. He'll get two free throws, Kenny Maurer with the call. I'll be curious. If he saw something I did not. Clarkson off a double stagger, leaves it back to O'Neal, open right side, three, no good. Offensive rebound, Gobert, but that's his fourth foul. Rudy Gobert's got four fouls, Mike Conley's got four fouls, and Donovan Mitchell's not playing. The Jazz will be without All-Stars for an extended period here. With Gobert and Conley in foul trouble, Quinn Snyder had to lean heavily on Derek Favors in the second half. And to his credit, Favors had a workman's night off the bench, turning in nine points, ten boards, and four blocks. Tries to bounce it off Valanciunas. It goes through his legs and out to Ingles. 11 on the shot clock. Joe drives, puts it into Favors. Down low, packed it in a foul! Oh, a fabulous favor from Derek! Kyle Anderson just shoved Rudy Gobert! 
flopped to the ground off the ball, wanting to get some sort of reaction. Rooney fully flopped, but Kyle Anderson fully pushed him. Kicks it up top to Brooks, spinning on O'Neal, driving the lane, favors, rejects it, catches it out of the air. Gives it up to Niang, Jazz on the run, running for three. Clarkson bypasses, penetrates. Kings in the air, finds Conley in the corner. They close. Conley penetrates. Niang, angle left three. Open up the sliding door, put the triplets in the minivan. George Niang buries a three, Jazz within six. The fourth quarter saw the Jazz pushing the ball into the lane more often with Jonas Valanciunas on the bench with foul trouble. Conley gets it to O'Neal, gets it right back, comes off a favors pick to the right hand, finds Clarkson, breaks the 45, straight to the rack, and he'll pack it. Six-point game, 80-74. to 74. But John Morant in isolation was always the Grizzlies' answer, and it seemingly always worked. Crowd on their feet, six-point game, 102-96. Morant to the front court. And the Jazz get stops. They run the same play over the and over. pick and roll. Jazz hedge it. Now he comes back off Valanciunas, driving in favors. Floater, good. John Morant taking over in the fourth. Nevertheless, 24th quarter points from Bogey gave the Jazz some life. Clarkson double team. Swings to Ingles. Right side to O'Neal. Bogdanovich open corner three. Good. Bogdanovich after being absent from the scoring ledger in the first half has 12 in the second half. Inbound to Bogdanovich, straight away, three, got it, oh, he can't miss right now. He's five for five, 15 points in the quarter, 106-101. But in the end, it was too little, too late, and home court advantage, at least for the moment, now resides in Tennessee. Ingles has the ball, no timeouts left. Inbounds to Bogdanovich, pulls up her wild three, air ball. And Memphis wins game one. Yeah, Memphis gets it done, 112-109. Sluggish uh, second quarter for the Utah Jazz. Well, end of the second quarter. As you heard, they're a 17-7 closeout in the first half for the Grizzlies, and that was uh, all she wrote, essentially. Jazz pushed hard in the fourth, Johnny, but didn't didn't have enough. They they didn't, man. They tried, and unfortunately, they were playing catch-up pretty much from the rest for most of this game. And I got to say, it was a little, little disappointing for them to do it. They started out having a 14-point lead and lost that. Come on, guys. Yep, uh, it's not the way I thought this was going to go. But then again, I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to play. And you can't. Yeah. And look, I honestly, there's going to be a lot said about Donovan and what did or didn't happen. None of us were there. None of us know exactly. We heard some pregame and some postgame sound that shed a little light on it. Rudy Gobert said it was a flat surprise to him. Sure. Quinn Snyder said the training staff made the decision and he kind of confirmed more or less that Donovan was displeased with that decision. If Donovan Mitchell plays in this game, I've got to believe it's a jazz win. I don't know if it's a blowout jazz win like I thought it was supposed to going to be, but the way the jazz shot tonight, even with Donovan Mitchell, if he shoots as bad as the rest of the team shot tonight, it it's probably not going to be that much of a difference, even though I think it would have been a win. You know, I, I disagree a little bit there. It was a three-point loss for the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell. I think if Donovan would play, that, that three points would not – it would have been, a, been completely erased. The Jazz would have won probably by double digits. I'm just saying, uh, bad shooting is contagious. Bad shooting is contagious. And when you go tw- uh, 12 of 47 as a team, yeah, you add in, you know, four or five threes for Donovan there and take five away from someone else, who's to say they go in or, or don't, you know? Well, the, the Bogdanovich 
you know, big zero for the first half doesn't help. Even though the second half made up for it, I still would have liked to have seen that split up so they weren't playing playing from behind. Yeah, and that's that's without the best defender on you, by the way, Bogey. Brooks was guarding yeah. Joe Ingles to start this game. Not right. not Bogdanovich. Do you think you think Bogdanovich was just simply a uh not jitters, but maybe well, I guess it is. It's his first playoff game with the Jazz. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, I again, like I said, I think bad shooting is contagious. Jordan Clarkson was 0 of eight in this game from three. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bogdanovich, for all that he did in the fourth quarter, was just four of eleven, and Conley was just three of eleven. Nobody shot the ball well tonight uh, from downtown. The Jazz finished, as I said, twelve of forty-seven. But we do need to get out to the phone calls. Eight five five. Three four zero zone. It's Jazz Playoff Overtime. You line up the calls. We'll be here until you stop calling. Eight five five three four zero zone. Jazz lose game one. Landon, you're first up on Jazz Playoff Overtime. What's up? Yeah, thanks for taking the call. I'm just curious if there's any validity around the reasoning behind Donovan Mitchell being sat out. Uh, from a what I believe is a cr- pretty credible source, I was at the arena is that he attended the 818 Kendall Jenner tequila party on Friday. And so don't know if that's been heard elsewhere, but like Mm. I say, it was a pretty credible source who was at that party, supposedly, and uh, was curious if anyone's heard that. Thanks for the call, Landon. Uh, That's the literally the first whisper I've heard of that. Uh, Same here. If it were the case, I promise you I'd be one of the last people to know. (laughs) <laughs> the Jazz don't talk about this stuff. The Jazz don't report this stuff. The Jazz don't, you know, what what we have to report on is what you know and see. Right. And that's that uh, he on Thursday said he was good to go. He on Saturday said he was good to go. This morning at shoot-around said he was good to go. Quinn Snyder said on Thursday or Saturday that Donovan was expected to play, and then he didn't because, according to the training staff and Quinn Snyder, they met after shoot-around and, decided it was not good enough to play. Now, th- this leads to a really interesting question, and I don't necessarily want to go down this rabbit hole, Austin, but do you think the injury may have been worse than we thought, or do you think he might have injured it during shoot-around? God, a lot of, a lot of speculation. There is a lot of speculation. That Donovan there. himself, on the record on Thursday, said it was more of an injury than it was made out to be. That right. it was worse. That it's worse than, than what we found than out Than what first. was at first reported. Now, I don't know. I'm not saying, and I don't think Donovan is saying that someone didn't tell the truth. I think that it with an ankle injury, it's much like a hamstring injury. Stuff can happen without you even doing anything to it. Right. You might injure it on Monday, and it might feel fine Wednesday, and then it really is fully injured on Thursday when you wake up. You could simply do it by just standing. Yeah. You could re-injure something. So uh, I don't know anything about... Look, I mean, this is this will be a shock to nobody. I don't know anything about tequila, let alone <laughs> Donovan Mitchell going. And who's is Kendall Jenner? That's one of the Kardashians, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But I I really doubt that was the case. And but if it was the case, that's sad. Well, and if that is the case, uh, LeBron James got to play today, right? Donovan Mitchell didn't. So I don't think I think that is absolute. At least right now, where I sit, I think that's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> but we'll see. Thanks for the call, Landon. 855-340-ZONE. Lauren is next on the show. Hi. Yeah, hey. So I think you guys said a lot of good points, and I was there at the game, and it really sucked to watch where they are missing a lot of shots. But I don't know about you guys, but it's so frustrating. And I was watching all these games during the weekend. The refs are not doing their best. Like, I don't know if you guys agree, but there's so 
many bad calls, but then I felt like, man, the Memphis players, they were getting the rest space, and they weren't getting called for that. They weren't, you know, there was, they had more technicals than they did. You know, I, I, I do agree that some of the calls from the the refs were definitely questionable, but the bottom line is I think the players need to make their shots. You know, you can't control what the refs are going to do. We yeah. can we can complain about them. We can scream and yell at them. And be right about it, And too. be right, but yeah. you've the bottom line is you've got to make the shots. Yeah. We're not, not, not saying you're wrong. No, uh, no. I, look, <laughs> there was Ken Maurer. Uh, loves to make that whistle sound with that little thing that he holds in his hand he likes or in his it, mouth yeah, or whatever. Sure. He he loves that little... He loves that sound. Mm-hmm. And he can't get enough of that sound. And there were at least four calls in this game that he completely, from what oh. I saw, made up. Oh, yeah. But they weren't game-deciding nail-in-the-coffin calls. No. Other than the fact that Rudy Gobert fouled, fouled out and at least two of his fouls, he was nowhere near... The, the 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 play where he was called for for a foul in this game. So that being said, if the Jazz win tonight, and Lauren, I do this all the time too. But if the Jazz win tonight, I don't think we're talking about the refs. I, I agree with you. I don't think we are either. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Austin, I think this was the first time Rudy fouled out this whole year. Yeah, you said that. Uh, I don't remember. I don't recall the last time Rudy Gobert fouled, fouled out. We can do a little research. Uh, later in the show and, f- and figure that out. But it's been a long time. And Rudy Gobert talked to The Athletic, uh, or excuse me, Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix, uh, and, and uh, in this piece last Monday that said he was the reason that he, he really pushed the Jazz to bring Derek Favors back because he did not feel last season like he could be aggressive on defense yeah. because of how shallow the bench was behind Rudy Gobert. So he wanted favors back so that he could go out there, and uh, that's that's a credit to not only Rudy but Derek as well. If he did go all season without fouling out, yeah. And let's we'll see, uh, Favors had twelve points. What did he have? Eleven rebounds. Uh, eight of those being defensive rebounds. I mean, that's that's pretty good, you know. Uh, yeah, and four blocks. Four not, blocks. Not a bad night. Derek no. Favors was, uh, and there were times this regular season that I thought Derek Favors had lost it. Had lost a step or two. It seemed that way, but it seems like, like you said earlier, that this week off, week and a half off, may have given him some, uh, you know, rejuvenation. Maybe so, and I think he may have. I don't think he purposely saved anything for the playoffs, but that playoff reserve, I think, was full for him, and he's ready to go. I I believe we would have lost by a lot more if it wasn't for favors. Eight five five three four zero zone. More on the bigs battle here in a moment, but. Our good friend Robin is back with us. Robin, it's been way, <laughs> way too long since I talked with you, brother. How are you? Hortfoot. What's going on, you guys? Hortfoot. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, our nice. new band. Hortfoot. <laughs> hey, that's one of my favorite shows. Love it. Well, Thank you. just to let you know, I was at that same party with Kendall, you know, hanging with Ron <laughs> and, uh, you know, shooting shots at tequila. You delivered Jeez. the tequila, didn't you? That was my bad. You know, I said, <laughs> what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be practicing? But anyways. Hey, the aggressors get the call, and we weren't aggressive. They're the ones headbutting. Rudy, don't flop with two minutes to go in the game. I couldn't believe he did that because I get on LeBron all weekend long about acting like your arm's falling off or your shoulder's falling off. (laughs) I thought we would win in five games. I think we'll win in six. But it is concerning that Donovan didn't play. He's not going to come back and be 100%. Rust is going to be in. But we just need to stand up and be more – be more like Kiss, right, Johnny? That's right. Tough. 
Be tough. <laughs> be kiss. You know, I, All right, I, you guys. I'll, I'll call win or lose, but appreciate you guys working. I love Thank that you. we can always count on you, Robin. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Robin. Be safe out there. But give our truck drivers the space they deserve, P.S. Give our truck drivers some love. You know, Austin, I, I do agree that uh, – it's not fun when we lose, but I want to kind of. I went back here a little bit in history with the Jazz, and let me find it here. The Jazz have not won a first game playoff series since 2016, 2017. They haven't won game one. Game one. Okay. And uh, and that can even and that's just once, and that goes all the way back to the next win would be 2007, 2008 game one win. Then so most of the time though, they go on to win game two, game three, and sometimes game four. So the in that game in 2016, that's the Clippers game, right? Yes, it is. Joe Johnson. Yeah. Joe the, Johnson saves again. In yeah. that particular game, we won game one, lost two and three, won four and five, lost six, won seven. And you'll recall in game one, Rudy Gobert looked like uh, he had lost his leg. He yeah. was trying to crawl back on defense. And everyone then thought, oh, the series is over. Chris Paul in this building mm-hmm. uh, at, at the time – uh, forced a game seven, and everyone thought, oh, it's over. It's over, yeah. And then it turned out it wasn't over. The Jazz won in seven. So it's that's a good note for those out there that are really wringing their hands going, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, the Jazz lost to the eighth seed who had to play in to this eighth seed. Uh, they should be better than that. What's going on? This is the end of the world. you got to win four. Right. they got to win four games to, to, for this to be over. And, look, I want to sit and say this. this reminds me a little bit of – Back in the, the the Bulls championship run against the Jazz in the nine, late nineties, where the Jazz remember the Jazz had to sit and rest while the Bulls played the Pacers for seven hard games, and we rested and rested and rested, and there was some rust on there. And I'm wondering if something similar happened this week, week and a half, where it was just everyone's playing. Uh, Grizzlies had uh, Memphis had two games, two hard games. They played the Spurs, and then they played Golden State. They were warmed up and ready and came in. Jazz have not been playing. If we have time later, we'll get to what Mike Conley had to say about that very thing because the Jazz made more mental mistakes tonight mm-hmm. than I think they've made all season long. Yeah. And maybe that was tied into resting for a week. Maybe that was tied into thinking they were going to have Donovan Mitchell and that throwing them off their game. Maybe it was tied into very the Grizzlies, as Robin pointed out, being the aggressor uh, from the get-go. I, a lot of things, but Mike Conley said – uh, quote, we can't let that stuff get to us, close quote. No matter what that stuff is, right? you can't let that happen. If you're the best team in the NBA, which the record says the Jazz are, you don't do what you did tonight. And, and I'm not saying you don't lose. The way that you let this thing get out of hand when you were up 14 and then let the second half or the first half end in a 17-7 to Memphis run. Yeah. And then literally until about eight minutes left in the game, you didn't really do much. Nope. You, you got to be mentally stronger than that. There was a lot of stagnant offense tonight. Oh, there was, was a lot of standing around, watching Conley and Gobert in the pick and roll at the top or whoever it was, and the Jazz success is tied to passing the ball. Not, by the way, not bogey passing the ball on the drive, kicking it out. That's a, that's a recipe for, for not good. But passing the ball around that perimeter, that is the Jazz uh, uh, bellwether. And there wasn't enough of that tonight. But it's one game. 0-1 is the series count right now. Game two Wednesday, 855-340 zone. Brian is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hey, Brian. Brian, you there? Hello, Brian. Hello. Brian. 
you're out. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back, Brian. 855-340-ZONE. You know, so, you know, uh, you remember a famous quote by Coach Sloan. You live by the three, you die by the three. Okay. There was a lot of threes being sent up today. In fact, they were 47 threes and only 12 made threes. Okay. So it's very similar, you know, to what Coach Sloan used to say. You live by the three, you die by the three. And that definitely happened. If the Jazz aren't making their threes. Do you believe that? I do. You do? You still believe? You I do. You still buy that saying? I still do buy that saying. Because you know, I don't. Really? I think it was accurate then when Coach Sloan I, said it. I still think it's current because if you're taking up that shot and you keep missing them and you keep missing them and keep missing them and they're making twos and threes, you're still getting behind. What of the threes that they took tonight were bad decisions? None of them are bad. They just didn't go in. And that's that's, that's what why, I'm talking about. That's why that's where the that's the part I don't buy into it is I don't believe that as a three point volume shooting team, if you miss four or five in a row, that you should just stop shooting them. No, I'm not saying so stop shooting you, them, but you I need think to keep you should, shooting uh, them. And you might live and die by makes and misses. Sure, but I don't think that that means they, they, if you shoot threes, you're going to live or die. But if you shoot twos, you're going to live. I don't, I don't buy into so that. So would you rather take, just keep missing threes or go in and make some twos? Well, see, and that's the key. When Jonas, Valen, Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas well, was on the bench in the third quarter, mm-hmm. that lane was completely wide open, and the Jazz went to the lane. Correct. Then when he came back in the game, they didn't. And so what do you take then? Threes. So I'm actually not... I'm not too upset about the shot choices tonight. I think, and Quinn Snyder said as much in his postgame availability, I think the Jazz had good, clean looks, but they were shooting flat-footed. They were shooting with bad mechanics. They were shooting hurriedly. Yeah, they looked rushed. They, they, and one miss turned into five, turned into nine, turned into 15, ended up 12 of 47 from three. Yeah, ouch. So, that's, so it's a little semantics, I guess, that we're arguing there. That live and die by the three. Well, you live and die by makes and misses. I don't care if it's a three or a two. If you see, I come from. If you're missing a bunch of threes, I'd rather have two points than no points. What if the other team's making three points though? I'd still, <laughs> still, still, two points are better than no points. Eight five five three four zero zone. Uh, Brian, call us back. But Adam is up now. Hi, Adam. Uh, thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Hey, good to hear from you, Adam. I don't know. It just seems like if Donovan said he was good to go and everybody said he was good to go, he should have been able to go on the court. I mean, it's the playoffs. You don't let anything stop you from going into the playoffs. It's a good point. Good point. Good call, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the details, the verbatim, word-for-word, no. back-and-forth decisions. That I know that it was let on that Donovan Mitchell was displeased with the decision. Quinn Snyder said it was the trainers met after shoot-around and said this is not – He's not good to go. Donovan was not happy about that decision. I come from two sides on this because I absolutely hear what Adam is saying. So do I. Yeah. There's not there's no way, no way, no way at all that fill in the blank NBA star says he's good to go at shoot around and then listens to a trainer and doesn't play. Unless there's something, but something Donovan else. Mitchell is also not the type of player that just goes, okay, I won't play. I promise you, I promise you that Donovan did everything short of checking himself into that game yeah. to get on the floor tonight. I, I promise you that was the case. It is extremely frustrating to hear from Thursday, Saturday, and this morning that he's going to play, only to find out hours before tip-off he's not. And if you're disappointed, and I'm disappointed, think yeah. about how disappointed Donovan Mitchell is. Th- this makes me really think that that injury is a lot worse 
than originally reported. And him not going tonight could have possibly, and this is speculation, but it could have just been a simple, we're not going to make it worse. We would rather have you back, and I'm not make saying this is going to happen in one game than four games or yeah. even next round if we get that far. And let me ask you a question. When you heard that Donovan Mitchell was not going to be playing tonight, did you did you still think the Jazz were going to win game one? I did. I did, too. Based on their history of what they've been showing the last few weeks, yeah. And this is me talking. I don't have any inside or inside information on this. I don't know what the staff was thinking or, or their process there. But – I think the Jazz are good enough to beat the Grizzlies. I think the Jazz are good enough to sweep the Grizzlies without Donovan Mitchell. They just did not play well tonight. And by play well, I mean they didn't pass the ball. They didn't mm-hmm. shoot the ball well. And they had nine, or excuse me, 12, 12 live ball turnovers. Right? 12 yeah. steals for the Grizzlies tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's, Those that's are too many. killer. So the Jazz, not only did they not pass it well, but when they did pass it, they passed it to the wrong team. 16 turnovers, 12 points off of those, and 12 of those turnovers being live ball turnovers for 12 fast break points. Death. Well, Death no matter who is or isn't playing in that game. And don't forget, not having Rudy at the very end of the game doesn't help either. But all of that being said, shot the ball really badly, shared the ball really badly, lost by three. I expect game two to be a totally different turnaround. You know, I expect them to kind of realize, okay, we've got it done. We 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 made our loss. Now we have to win. Eight five five three four zero zone jazz playoff overtime. Your calls, your tweets as well. I'm at Austin Horton. Johnny's at Johnny Lightfoot one. Alex is at Lundy two four seven. We'll get Alex in on the action here in a moment. Excuse me, two four seven Lundy two four seven Lundy two four seven Lundy two four seven Lundy. Eight five five three four zero zone. Brian has called back. Hey Brian. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so I went to the game. Um, Where'd, I you sit? The, Where'd you sit? How was um, it? I sat lower bowl right behind the um, the Jazz bench free throw. Uh, or wow. like the, the hoop. Yeah, you, so, you, you know people. No, no, it wasn't that close. It was like a <laughs> row 19. But hey, yeah. I worked for um, the company, and I was like row last. So, <laughs> But it was fun to be there. All right, I just was curious. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no, and then, you know, hearing Donovan not playing, I was like, crap, I wonder if I, I get a discount now. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it was an awesome game. I mean, it was frustrating as as, as can be because you were thinking, oh, they're going to get over the hump. They're going to start hitting them. They're going to start hitting them because there was a lot of open looks. It wasn't like we were forcing these threes. I mean, some of them, yeah, but uh, for the most part, it was like the Jazz games where they were shooting like 50% from three. It just happened to be bouncing out. And um, so one of my questions, though, is was the crowd, like, as electric as it sounded in the building? Did it permeate in the, the TV? Did the announcers think we were being loud? Because it sure sounded like it. Thanks for, the, thanks for the call and the thoughts, Brian. Uh, it did sound loud. I've heard it way louder. But... I've heard it louder, too. But let's be honest. We haven't heard that loud in a long time. Loud 13,000-plus? was nice yeah it was it was nice uh it you know you know it's weird being in this building during the week on non-game days you'll mm-hmm. hear the sound technicians and they're sure. working through some stuff and uh i know at times at least in the bubble obviously this was the case there would be sound pumped in i thought that would gonna, that was going to be the case tonight uh just from what i heard throughout the week i didn't hear any of that I, it was all natural as, as far as what i heard tonight and that's a credit to the Jazz fans. Uh, 
it's tough. It's really tough. And I don't know if you heard in the highlight package coming in. It's really tough for a crowd to get into it when you stand up and you're cheering and your team scores and uh, the, you get a block and your team scores mm-hmm. and then you get another block and that block lands right in the guy's hands and he gets a layup and one. You bet that it kills is. the momentum. You bet it does. Alex, as you were sitting in the booth tonight, could you hear a difference from the crowd? You're in the building. You're in a soundproof room. What did you hear? You know, so I've been, you know, like I, I, we can usually hear what's going on out there if it's, you know, monster truck rallies yeah. or concerts or different things like that. So like essential oils. Yeah. I, commercials to, yeah. <laughs> to notice fans, you know, and as it grew, you know, it was progressively louder each time they expanded the capacity. And so I was excited to hear how loud it was tonight. And what I didn't expect is right at the beginning of the game, when the crowd kind of gave their initial roar, I actually got a little emotional because for the first time it felt normal again. And yeah. it was just like, I, like I, I didn't expect that. I didn't, you know, so credit to the fans because that was awesome. It, it felt right again. Um, unfortunately, the, the game didn't hold up its end of the bargain. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't follow yeah. suit with that. But the fans were great. And, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's hard for the fans to stay engaged when things, you know, a guy gets the shot blocked and then turns it into an and one. Um, like kind of like what Brian said, you know, there were so many moments where it felt like it was just there. The crowd starts to rise and it's shots that we've seen fall all season. And then all of a sudden they wouldn't. And so it was just kind of a, Oh, here we go. And, uh, never mind. Let yeah. the air out. Yeah. So yeah. it's, have you, have either of you ever surfed? I have, but not very well. Uh, yeah. N- <laughs> neither have I, but I, so interestingly, I took a how to surf class at the university of Utah which they they offer and that's in the pool up there i hope you didn't pay for that class (laughs) basically what it was was you got taken we had a practice surfboard with a rope attached to the front of it and we would take turns like looping it around our waist and running so so that it would pull the person on there you are making this up that's as close to surfing (laughs) as i've actually been at the university of utah yeah. My tax dollars are going to that? <laughs> my tuition dollars went oh to that. Oh, my gosh. So, so that's a no. <laughs> no, you've, you've never surfed. You've, you've been drunk, it sounds like. You've you know, never I'm, surfed. But uh, I've, you know, like you, Johnny, I've surfed, and I've had very, very, very oh, little success. Horrible. Uh, but what, what Alex was just describing there is it felt like that, that third time I went surfing, and I finally did eventually get up on the board on the wave, but it was just one after another where I finally got up on the board and then oh, the wave no, died. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I was up and I did my part and then the wave Boom. just went away. Yep. yep, not your fault. And that's kind of what I felt like being in that crowd tonight was it, it was there. The, the shot just would not fall in. No, it wouldn't. But I'll tell you one thing. I, I know you were in the arena, Austin. I, I don't know, Lundy, if you were able to poke your head in there. But looking at all the people, seeing that white out, you know, in person on the on TV, you couldn't see how many people were there. But actually, looking in there, and I for a moment I went down to the the tenth row or something like that and watched the game for about four minutes, and I just looked up at the crowd, and it was awesome. And and like Lundy said, it, it was almost emotional to see that many people in there and getting into it. This is when we were still ahead, by the way. Oh, so, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was great to see that. And but yeah, if the shots don't fall, the air's taken out. There's you know it that doesn't matter. There might as well have been twenty people in there. 
Uh, Keaton has sent in a, a screenshot of uh, Donovan Mitchell's Instagram. Mm-hmm. He posted that said, sorry, y'all. Wish I could say more. I'll be out there soon. So read into that if you'd like. So I, soon could mean I'm next not, game, two games down the road. You I know? hate to read into cryptic tweets yeah. and subtweets and Instagrams. It, it, tequila parties or no tequila parties, Donovan Mitchell didn't play today. I, I will take the team's word for why that happened until it's reported with not a guy I knew that was at the party saw him uh, possibly. I had not listened to that stuff. Okay, so I, I want to just comment on that really quickly. Darren, we'll get right to you. One they second. are professionals. Even if he went to a tequila party and partied and, and whatever happened, and I'm not saying that did, but if that's the case, he's still a professional. That's what makes professionals stand out. You still come to work. You still do your job. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is coming from a rock star, everybody. Hey, look, that's a what guy, happens. A guy who has, who does know about tequila. I don't drink, and I, <laughs> I never did anything that we shouldn't be doing. Yaha, but, yaha, but yaha. look, I had we been know around about it. the hard rock yeah. nights with Air Supply. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying though is, even if that did happen, which it didn't happen to me, but I did see it happen to other people, <laughs> we still show up, we still do our job, and you still do it. So that's why I doubt <laughs> that's the case. Uh, our guy, Tyson Ewing, statistician for the Jazz TV broadcast, said this is Rudy Gobert's 17th time ever fouling out. His first time this season. Johnny, yep. you were right there. The yep. last time it happened was last playoffs against Denver on August 8th. Also, the Jazz are 3-13 and in Game 1 since 2 This was the first Game 1 home loss since, drum roll, the 98 first round versus Houston, the last and only other time they held the one seed. And they made it all the way to the NBA Finals that year. So if you believe in such trends, uh, there you go. Look, it's one game out of seven. They've got a you seven. Know, I think it's one out of five. One out of five. You going that far? Yeah, I think it's a still a gentleman's I, I, I want to. I want. I, I was going to say this to the end, but I think it's going to be Jazz and six. Eight five five three four zero zone. What say you? Darren is next on the show. Hi, Darren. Hey guys, how's it going? We are. Hey, you yeah. know, we're sad about a loss, but happy that it's happening. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was there. It was it was awesome to be back, to be back in there, but man, it was sure frustrating. Um, but I was there for shoot around, and I saw Donovan shooting around. And I mean, he looked explosive. He was throwing it off, you know, the backboard to himself, slamming him down. So he didn't um, look so, hungover. No, he, he looked a hundred percent. I I I honestly don't know why he didn't play. He looked like he wanted to play, of course, but. Um, yeah, I was I was shocked that he wasn't playing. So I just wanted to call in and say he was throwing alley oops to himself. That's some insight so. that we didn't have. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, and you know that stuff happens, especially sure. with ankles, where you feel good, it feels good, it's going great, and ten minutes before tip off, it swells. You never you never know. I I, I still and this wasn't ten minutes. This was a few hours. But. I I truthfully believe it's protecting him from injuring it even more. That there's probably something still wrong, and it's just not time to go yet. It the the only weird part is that uh, it was so last second, so to speak. Sure. That there and the and that they aren't saying specifically what. Now, uh, Quinn Snyder will never. No, he's not going to give it Never up. Never give a specific. He doesn't like to talk injuries. At, at all. And I don't blame him. Uh, it's it's Honestly, it's I don't like talking about injuries either because I feel like it's it's weird that I don't – we don't have an injury report here at The Zone every day that the Twitter world can look at and see where, where it says, uh, you know, Austin Horton has the sniffles. But yet we have 
Ursan Ilyasova has the sniffles non-COVID. We, I feel kind of icky talking about people's injuries, too. Sure. But you it's, don't know. it's the gig. Sure and, it is. And we just don't have the specifics of what happened with the ankle and why he didn't play other than the trainer said no. Have you have you had a major injury to your lo- lower leg, like your ankle, or or maybe broken your leg before, Austin? So I have the weakest ankles you'll ever find because I've sprained the, both of them. Probably I'd say a dozen or more, t- or more times between the two of them. Okay. So I I I definitely have history of sprained ankles. I've never been. A powerful athlete, though. Sure. Ever. So I was. Uh, I broke my ankle and broke my, it. Yeah, broke my Good ankle, grief. broke my tib and fib going down an escalator on tour in an airport. I have no idea how it broke. I wish I would have. I'd love to see the video. I'm sure it's hilarious. Were you moving? I was walking. Next thing I know, I was on the you ground. You were walking down a moving no, escalator. I was standing. I was walking. Got oh, on so the you're elevator. Changing the story. Listen, I got on the elevator. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at is, I. I. It was a long healing process. And towards the end of it, I started feeling great. Oh, I can do anything I want. The doctors told me, though, no, it may feel great, but it's still not 100% healed. And you can easily injure that again just by stepping the wrong way. Yeah, it's true because when you've got, when you've got a weakened tendon, even if it has quote-unquote healed, it is more prone to yeah. easily be injured mm-hmm. or to be injured more easily you might step just a little sideways, still land flat on the ground, but tweak that ankle just stepping. And make it worse. But, again, we none don't of us know what exactly happened other than the trainer said right. he's not playing. I would suspect that Donovan Mitchell flipped out at that. I'm sure he If he the- didn't, then he's not who we think he is, and so I'd be shocked. But yeah. I would suspect he did everything short of – shooting somebody to get on the floor. I'm sure the winner inside of him, the athlete, the, the, the competitor inside of him was just dying that he couldn't be out there tonight after saying what he said. I'm ready to go. Yep. But you've got to do what the, the professionals say. If the doctor says no, then no. It's Jazz Playoff Overtime. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. Alex behind the glass. 855-340 zone. Jazz lose game one, 112-109. Go down 0-1 in the series. Tanya is with us now. Hi, Tanya. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? Thank you for calling in. How are you? Uh, not too good after the loss, sure. but I appreciate you guys taking my call. Of course, yeah. What's going on? What are your thoughts? Well, I had a question for you guys. I wanted your guys' thoughts on, you know, uh, Coach Quinn has been quoted as saying that he tells um, Clarkson, you know, just go ahead and shoot, go ahead and shoot. Well, after a game like tonight, do you think he ought to change that now? Hmm. Thanks for the call, Tanya. Thanks for the question. It's a question that uh, a lot of people have had all year. Do- Gordon Monson has uh, beat that drum all season. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, because Jordan Clarkson, the reason Jordan Clarkson chose to come back to the Utah Jazz was many different. There's many different aspects to the decision, but one of the driving factors was that the Jazz told him. We're going to unleash you. We're going to let you be you, let you do you, let you play as you need to play. And because they did that, he has scored a lot of points. He's going to be the sixth man of the year because of that approach. The problem that comes with that is you have games like tonight where it does not fall for the first, you know, four or five tries, and then it turns into, what was he, three of 11 from three? 
Uh, I can't remember exactly. Uh, we got it right here. Jordan Clarkson finished the game. Uh, let's see. Oh, of eight from three. Three of 11 was Conley. Oh, of eight from oh, three eight, for yeah. Jordan Clarkson uh, for 14 points. And so a volume shooter is a volume score, is also a volume black pit, so to speak, where the ball just sticks. It's going to go up. But then every now and then he has horrible three mm-hmm. quarters and turns in the, the, court, the finish like he did Oh, who were the Jazz playing? The Warriors uh, recently, where Jordan Clarkson had an amazing – he was awful, absolutely terrible for the first three quarters, and then had an incredible fourth quarter, and the Jazz just barely came up short. So I, I hear what you're saying, Tanya. Jordan Clarkson, though, has to keep shooting for the Jazz to have success. Right. And, and continuing with that point, there's a reason he's the sixth man of the year. There's a reason for that, and that is because he makes more than he misses. And as you said, Austin, yes, there is going to be games where you're just off. It happens. It happens. But I think games where he's going to be on – games there will be more games that he will be on than that he will be off. Right. And then, uh, Alex, what do you think of this? Because if Jordan Clarkson turns in a one-of-eight game tonight, we're going to overtime tonight. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Ron Boone says a lot during the broadcasts that players always come back to the back of their basketball card. Mm. Right where they, their average tells who they actually are. So Jordan Clarkson could have a nine out of ten ga- game shooting from three. You know, like you said, that fourth quarter against the the Warriors. You know, he had a terrible. Was that fir- against who it was? Yeah. Against? Okay, yeah. He had a terrible first three quarters. It came back to the back of his basketball card. It came back to his average stats because he lit it up in the fourth quarter. If he has a great game, he's gonna have games like this. It's just kind of the natural order of things. People don't improve drastically from season to season you'll see improvement and you'll see you know ebbs and flows here and there yeah but overall the average is going to stay pretty consistent with a lot of people and so you know Clarkson yeah he he missed a lot tonight he wasn't what a lot of jazz fans expect him to be but it's it's just kind of something that we all have to you know accept yeah yeah he he's a volume shooter yeah he he I like what Scott Gerard said about Donovan Mitchell a couple seasons ago. He buys his shots at Costco. He doesn't buy his shots, you know, at Amazon where it's a little more expensive, so you only get one or two. He buys them at Costco in bulk. And sometimes you, when you buy in bulk, you end up with some stuff you don't like, but you got to still eat it, otherwise it goes bad and you waste your money. Tonight was a whoops. Let's not buy that three cheat three three uh, meat chili again in bulk, but we got to finish it tonight so we don't have waste our money. You know, it's interesting. If you go over the team stats for the whole game and you look at just the overall, it looks like the Jazz should have won. And the and what I'm talking about is field goal percentage for the Grizzlies was 45%. Jazz was 42. That's basically even. Yeah, sure. Uh, Three-pointers was 35 to 25. That one stands out. Free throws were 71 for Grizzlies, 87% for the Jazz. Rebounds were 42 for Grizzlies, 50 for Jazz. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of positives there, but the, the negatives come out where the, uh, the three-point shooting, I think the turnovers, and stills. Grizzlies had 12 stills. Jazz only had three. Yeah, those 12 stills, those 12 live ball turnovers turned into uh, 12 points uh, uh, on fast breaks. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz also were outscored in the paint 62-42. to 42. Mm-hmm. They gave up 20 more points in the paint to the Grizzlies. That goes back to what you were saying, Johnny, at the start of the show. That's a good point for for your side of the live by the three, die by the three. The Jazz, other than the third quarter, were not going into the paint. 
right? It was all outside. All, all outside. Now, how many uh, how many technical fouls did we have? Was it three tonight? There were three, two for the Jazz, one for the Grizzlies. Uh, George Niang's technical foul. I did not. I didn't have the benefit of TV replay on that. I'm not sure what happened. He was stuck over by the bench area a little bit. Was he trying to push his way out? I'm not sure. Did you see it, Alex? It 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 appeared to me that as he was walking back to the bench, he said something to someone. Um, the the technical fouls were a little bit confusing to me. Uh, yeah, here because there, all it, three it seemed, of them. Yeah, it seemed like there were a lot that a lot of things that warranted technical fouls that were passed over in favor of something very trivial. Mm. Um, because. Like, you know, having watched the game and not if, if I didn't know off the top of my head who got the technical fouls for what, I'd hear three and think, yeah, that seems about right. I think I saw th- three different things that warranted technical fouls. But none of those were the but reasons. None of those were the things that <laughs> actually got called. You're like, oh, yeah, it's probably this, this and that. And then it turns out it was Trent Forrest for leaving the bench area, even though he stayed on the bench area. It was George Niang for who knows what. Right. Saying a, a poo-poo word, it sounds like. And Dylan Brooks, who any other – you could drop a pin on any other moment in this game and go, oh, that's where he got the technical. You would not drop it on the point where he got the technical. So I, th- I think that's right. So, But, you know, those two technical fouls are only two points. It's only two points. The yeah. one that blows my mind is the, the flagrant that they called on Bogey. Bo- Boyan Bogdanovich gave a little hip check to, to – uh, was it Dylan Brooks? Who was driving? I can't remember – and raised his hand before he did it to let everyone know, I'm going to foul this guy, but I'm not going to maul him. It would be better if Boyan Bogdanovich had hugged the guy. Sure. It would not have been called a flagrant. But because he hip-checks him, oh, and it was Kyle Anderson who sold it. Sold it, sold it, sold it. Do- dove 19 feet across the lane as though he was on a slip and slide, and he gets a flagrant. That stuff bothers me, but yeah. it's not game-turning I, stuff. I think that was just, and it's cliche to say it, but I think that's just a good playoff foul, not a flagrant. There was a lot of stuff in this in this game tonight that was like, oh, that's playoffs and yeah. the refs. Like a lot of, I, I know I sound like a homer, maybe this is a little homerish, and Gordon Monts would tell me I'm being a homer here, and so I guess I'll accept it. At least three of Rudy Gobert's fouls were not fouls in the regular season. How are they now fouls in the playoffs? I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. The fouls were pretty even for personal. It was 23 for uh, Grizzlies, 21 for the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So there it's not were, like it's like one side of the refs are only calling it one way. And, and there were complaints from the Grizzlies tonight, too, on the referees. The one, so. the one, the one that I had a hard time with was the clear path. The clear path, clear path foul. Where they, I can't Did remember I miss that one? Where, who was driving down, and they they called the clear path, and they, they they got the two free throws, and then they got the ball back. Made, I think it was the three they made on was that. It, do, think, do you remember? I think it was the flagrant you're talking about. Is that the flagrant? I don't know that there was. I thought a clear it was, path I thought it was called the clear path. I don't, I don't remember 100. percent Maybe maybe yeah. I missed it. I, I do think though, you know, with kind of to your point with the, the flagrant, I think part of the reason why they called it that way is because the game was really chippy. It was getting really physical, and the refs had seen that they were kind of, you know, I think they acknowledged that they weren't doing the best of jobs early, and so they tried to get a handle on it there. Sure. To send a warning shot across the bow of everybody. It, I don't think it worked. No, and, and and my problem with that way of thinking, and I'm not saying that's your way of thinking, it's, you're saying that's what they were thinking. My problem with that is, then you make something up to try and control a game, and it gets more out of control. It's like right. it's like the NHL referee that got fired 
uh, several weeks ago because he was on a hot mic caught saying he was looking to give Nashville a penalty. Well, that stuff happens mm. in every game at yep. every level, would be an amateur or professional. The referees are looking to control, to manage, to dictate how the game's going to go. But this guy voiced it on a hot mic, so he's got to go, even though we all know about it. That's I think you're absolutely right, Alex. I think because of the Kyle Anderson versus Trent Forrest thing on the bench and George Niang against the Grizzlies bench and, and the other stuff, Joe Ingles started this game off you know, with Dylan Brooks really aggressively, really physically, both of them against each other. Uh, and I think the referees were trying to look for a way to put their stamp on it and say, hey, 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 nah, hey now, hey now. Taking control. When really yeah. the best thing to do is wait until that moment gets there and then control it. If you got to throw a guy out, throw a guy out, and you got the thing in control. Don't make something up. No, never make Tim something Lacombe up. Tim Lacombe said they explained it that it was a non-basketball play that Bogdanovich committed. Please. What is that? What, so if that, if because if that's a non-basketball play, the guy backing down a guy on defense under the basket's a non-basketball play. Sure. There's there's just as much hip action in that as there was in what Bogdanovich did. But getting lost in the weeds a little bit here. One twelve, one oh nine, Memphis with the game one victory, home court advantage now resides in Tennessee. Yeah, for now, for now. David Locke disagrees. Apparently, I don't know why I didn't hear his explanation. I'm sure he's right. I I think that's going to change. I think we will definitely get. I think we'll get game two, and we'll either get three or four. I think we're gonna we're gonna split. So the Jazz lose game one. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. More of your phone calls. Eight five five three four zero zone. We will have to uh, make our fantasy draft selections as well sometime tonight, where we each take six guys between the Grizzlies and Jazz and. See who wins at the end of the series in my own fantasy scoring, which is really weird how I do it, but it's how I do it, so deal with it, okay? Okay. He's Johnny. He's Alex. I'm Austin. Your call is 855-340-ZONE. More next here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Jazz playoff overtime. Jazz drop game one by a score of 112 to 109. Memphis now, quote unquote, holds home court in this best of seven series. For now. I call me nuts, call me crazy. I saw what I saw. I saw what you saw. Jazz got a lot of good looks. They missed them. I don't think Dylan Brooks is going to score 31 points again for the next, I don't know, I'll say 200 days. <laughs> Dylan Brooks won't go, won't score 31 points again. We'll see. And I don't think the Jazz are going to miss 35 threes in a game the rest of the series. I I totally agree with that. This is a this was a unique situation. You you drop some, you win some, and this was one that we just happened to drop. And I don't expect the series to continue this way. Yeah, I don't see. I didn't see a lot tonight that stands out as far as the Jazz need to change this or the no. Jazz need to change no. that. Memphis. I don't know they can play better than they did. Well, the one thing the Jazz need to change is the turnovers. And I hate to, to come down on that. I know Monson's big on that, but it's true. But that's not a game plan thing. That's no, a, that's a. but you've got to not turn the ball over so much. That goes back to the greatest quote in sports history when Quinn Snyder was asked, how do you coach against turnovers? And he said, I tell them, don't throw the ball to that. If there's a guy there, don't throw it there. Right. You're right. He's, he's absolutely right. <laughs> Me, team on three, me on three. Ready, break. Yeah. <laughs> Go team. What did I just say? I don't know. You lost me. Whatever. What? 
Well, let's get out to someone who's smarter than us. All right, let's do it. 855-340-ZONE. Jazz Nation, this is your show. 855-340-ZONE. Carson is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Carson. Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm a longtime listener, big fan. Uh, and Austin, uh, <laughs> I just learned this the other day. Uh, I'm in Les Mis with your little brother, Landon. Oh, are you really? <laughs> and so, what what, what, yeah, what so, role are you playing? Uh, I'm uh, in the ensemble, but I'm in the other cast, so there's the two gotcha. casts. So I saw um, his cast. But, I didn't well, see you. That's uh, it's, it's a fantastic, okay. phenomenal production. <laughs> Everybody go see Les Mis at Health Center Theater. I've, I've seen probably a dozen or so renditions of Les Mis. There are two moments in this production that is better than any production I've ever seen of Les Mis, and one of them really? is the the very end of the show. It's done better than any any rendition I've ever seen. Carson, congrats and, and well done. <laughs> so you're, you're saying it's better than the uh, Russell, uh, not Russell. You're saying it's better than the Hugh Jackman uh, Les Mis movie. Uh, uh, my left shoe <laughs> is is a better musical, <laughs> and there's no music in that movie than that show. Interesting. Yeah, Carson, what's going on, man? Oh, Carson, did we lose you? Okay. Who am I? Oh, no, no. 855-340-ZONE. Yes. (laughs) Give us a call back. (laughs) 855-340-ZONE. Maybe you just wanted to plug Les Mis. Well done. I'm cool with it. It's good, man. It's fine by me. 855-340-ZONE be part of the show. Uh, The other thing that jumps off the stat page, Johnny, uh, we talked about turnovers. We talked about the missed threes. We touched briefly on the points in the paint. 62 to 42 does not make any sense to me at all whatsoever. The Grizzlies winning the paint 62 to 42. If the Grizzlies win the paint, you kind of look at it and go, well, Jonas Valanciunas has a different offensive set down low than Rudy Gobert does, so that would make sense. But by maybe eight points, not 20. Well, that's because they've just been jacking up threes. And when you get down like they did, you that's have how you, to continue yeah, it. You right, know. right. You just keep going. You're trying to play catch up. How many of those threes came in the fourth quarter? Well, the game kind of turned around there, you know, the third and fourth when Bogey finally started hitting his shots. And then, then it was three after three after three for yeah. him. The Jazz went only made five threes in the fourth quarter, and they took six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Five of thirteen. So not terrible fourth quarter three point shooting for the Jazz. But no, no, it was great. But thirteen taken. Uh Carson is back with us. Hey, hey Carson. Carson. Oh, hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Sorry about that. Okay. I promise I wasn't just trying to plug my show. <laughs> <and sit down. laughs> uh-huh. uh, no, no, it's nice. There's not, there's not a whole lot of crossover between NBA fans and musical theater people, but it's nice <laughs> when you find your people. So Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm happy to wave that flag here at the station. Alex is a musical <laughs> theater guy, too. I've got tickets to Les Mis. Sweet. So I love to hear up, it. You know, I love to hear it. Soon. Nice. Well, I'm... Uh, I'm just the copium is at an all-time high when a number copium. one seed loses to an eight seed. Hold on, I'm googling um, copium. Is that a good or bad <laughs> thing? Okay, okay, I'm with you. Okay, go. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm just gonna say what the players can't say themselves. Man, Kenny Maurer has got to go. <laughs> uh, what, whatever the nearest, whatever the nearest delivery pizza delivery place, like I'll just order him the Ooh. MJ special. Wow. Tell him to go visit Zupa's, whatever it is. <laughs> Hayward's got uh, a two-for-one coupon. Yeah. 
You know, I was at the game tonight, and we're not there to watch the officiating team. We're there to watch our team play, and I felt like they kind of took over in certain moments. Uh, that blocking foul on Conley at the end of sec- at the end of the first half. There's a couple of those ticky tack fouls on Rudy were really rough. Um, but man, I think the most important thing is just I'm excited to see Donovan back because uh, you know Gobert is somebody that teams scheme for defensively, and Donovan's our dynamic guy that they need to scheme for like offensively, our offensive dynamic player. Um, so I'm just excited for him to get back, and I hope it's on Wednesday. I hope that the doctors say that it's okay, uh, but that's my main main wish, uh, and I hope that Kenny Maurer isn't there on Wednesday. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, you, buddy. You know, I, I understand what Carson's saying, but, again, I think this comes down to the refs are going to make bad calls. Any game you watch, you can see bad calls. Bottom line, you've got to make your shots. I, I, I agree. You're You're right. He's also right, though. No, sure. A, ref, a referee's call can like, definitely change a game. But you've got to make your shots. You can't control what the referees do. I'm with you. Uh, I have this argument with uh, Patrick Kinahan all the time. He says that the refs don't matter. The players matter. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that easy. I think the refs do matter. And if the refs suck and the players suck, it's a night of suck. You make your shots, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Jazz... For years, for 20-plus years, we've uh, bemoaned Dick Pavetta for two shot clock violations that went the wrong way and and said, well, the Jazz would have won had that. Well, we don't know. You can't point to this, that, and those definitively, but it doesn't mean that they weren't bad calls. Sure. Again, you can't control the refs. What you can control is making your shots. Yeah. And, and you know what? There were a few times tonight where Dylan Brooks needed to be fouled hard, and no one would foul him hard because they were in foul trouble. A couple trouble. of them needed to be fouled hard. Eight five five three four zero zone. Derek is next on the show. Hey, Derek. Hey. Hey. What's, what's going on, Derek? Hey, got gotcha. you. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I was like, what does that mean? I'm next. <laughs> Am I waiting for something? Uh, you're uh, next now. Go, go, up. go, get it, go, Derek. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. All right. So first off. I don't know. I'm a big jazz fan, obviously, but um, I feel like, you know, this whole – I only watched, like, most of the second half of the season, and I feel like the majority of our problems, even on wins and losses, are second-chance um, points. We're giving too many rebounds to the opposing team. Like, we're missing the board and then just bouncing their hands or whatever. Or our guards aren't going after it. I don't know. It just seems like a mess most of the time. Like, it's like every – Three out of four possessions, they're getting the offensive rebound on. Well, so, I don't know. I just feel like we need to fix that. I, I, I agree with that. But tonight, the rebounds were in the Jazz's favor for 50 to 42. Not offensive, though. No. Uh, the Grizzlies did grab 16 12 boards. To 16, and yeah. Derek, Derek is right on that because when you've got 16 second chance points, even if you only turn that into, let's say they only made Half, eight of those yeah. 16 shots, that's 16 more points. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's 32. More oper- that's at least minimum 32 more points available to the Grizzlies. Uh, the Jazz yeah. only had 24 more available points minimum. Point. So I, I, I get don't what Derek what, is saying. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing to make that a problem. I don't know if it's just we need to throw the two well, trees in there and get well, Rudy I've Gobert seen, and Derek Payton at the same time, like just fix it for a minute or what? I've well, seen a, yeah. lot of, a, lot of, a lot of games where it's just Rudy under the basket. Well, let me ask you along those lines, both of you, uh, Johnny and Derek, who else is going to be boarding 
who else is going to be grabbing those rebounds? Because Rudy's going up to block the shot. He might miss the block. The shot then misses off the rim. Who's there to grab him? I think Boyan That's should That's what be. I mean. Yeah. Boyan's tall enough, but is Boyan the type of player that is going to be – can you can you realistically count on or ask more of Boyan on the rebounding? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Because what you want Boyan doing is getting back, is getting on the back three, ready yeah. to shoot it. Same with Conley. Same with Mitchell. Same with – Ingles, right? So. I, I've said this to say. I've said this all year. I would really like to see uh, Favors and Gobert working together. And I know this this happened yeah. in the past and it didn't work. <laughs> I was gonna say I've got a I've got a few seasons of film for you to watch, but, my friend. But that was back then. Seems <laughs> themes seems. Who are you, Essie Hinton? That <laughs> was then. This seem is now. to be different now. <laughs> and I would still like to see that experiment, especially when we're getting beat up like that. Thanks for the call, Derek. It's a good point that we hadn't talked about yet. The Offensive rebounding for the Grizzlies yep. was really, really special tonight from Memphis. Two, so I guess now I think there's three things that I don't think we'll see happen in this series again. I don't think you'll see the Grizzlies have more than 12 offensive rebounds in a game. I don't think Dylan Brooks will score 30 points or more for at no. least 200 more days. No. And I don't think the Jazz will miss 35 three-pointers the rest of the season. Or the rest of in a game the rest of the series. They may get close to that, but it's not going to be the next game. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE before we take our final break on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Tanya is back for a double dip. Hey, Tanya. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. We've good. missed you. It's been 18 minutes. Welcome back. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> well, I was hoping to give you know everybody else a chance to call in and get their <laughs> stuff in. What's going That's on? That's what it was. Well, I, did, I remembered a couple more uh, things. Uh, the first one that really upsets me is how come in this day and age we still uh, can't watch our jazz on TV? That that drives me nuts. And, you know, I've been a jazz fan. I'm in my late 40s, and I've been a jazz fan since they came here, okay? Now, think about this. How many years have we played both not only the opposing team, but the rest as well. We, we never got the calls whether we were at home or away, okay? But now, all of a sudden, who was it? The um, Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But the coach uh, for Zion Williamson, he's all upset over uh, the calls that weren't being made uh, against Zion. And he said he was up there complaining that uh, Zion was going to get hurt if they didn't start calling these fouls. And lo and behold... Well, how many years has the Jazz played like that? We've had to deal with that the entire time we have been the Jazz. Yeah. yeah that was the, the GM we... of the Pelicans, David Griffin, who was talking about that. Yeah. yeah. David, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I drew a blink. Sorry. Uh, and and the, Jazz, the Jazz have done similar things uh, in past years. Dennis Lindsay and company, I know, send a report to the league at least monthly about all the fouls that were supposed to have been called against their guys and weren't. But I don't think that's unique to the Jazz or the Pelicans. I think every team does that. I don't know that it does any good. In fact, I'm, I lean more towards the, the idea that – you remember when the Jazz lost in Philadelphia right before the All-Star break? Yes. And Donovan got ejected. Mm-hmm. And he and uh, uh, Rudy Gobert both talked about uh, the bad calls or the missed calls and how they were sick and tired of – and they used some, some poo-poo words and mm-hmm. – and they got all uh, up in arms over it. And at first I was like, yeah, you tell them. You get them because it was a horribly officiated game at times. But I think that actually backfires more often than it works in well, your Well, it puts favor. a target on your back. Yeah. It really does. Didn't we experience the same or we 
quote unquote thought we experienced this thing with Rudy when he complained about the referees and then he gets called for a foul on the jump ball at the start of the game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is dirty pool anyway. Mm hmm. But they're the ones with the whistles. Uh, Again, you can't control what they do. But to, to don't put a target. To the other point about not being able to watch the game, uh, this game was on two channels. It was on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. Yes. I, so, I know it was on AT&T. I'm sure. I think, does one of them get blacked out? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think, I know, I, for sure it was on TNT. Do the playoffs get I blacked out? I don't out? know. I don't know. Because after the first round, local TV is not allowed to broadcast right, anymore. Right, It just goes so on. So I think yeah. they don't. But anyway, uh, I think what Tanya is saying is for those like her who are big jazz fans but don't subscribe to a cable or, or satellite package, can't see it, yeah. why can't they have a streaming service? I would bet my entire $181 fortune in my bank account that Ryan Smith will fix that when he legally can fix it. Mm-hmm. There's contracts. There's expiration dates. That'll be fixed. It's been It's been this long that you've suffered – What's another X number of days before it gets fixed, and then it won't be a problem again? But I'm not I'm not discounting Tanya's complaint there. I'm I understand it's annoying and it's awful, sure. especially when there are a lot of people who sports and jazz games are their number one only escape from life, mm-hmm. and when they can't get that, it, it, it's it sucks. frustrating. Sure, it's absolutely but it, frustrating. It will be fixed. A guy that owns the team who also owns one of the largest tech companies in the world will get this fixed. I hope so. Yeah. 855-340-ZONE. We'll take our final break. Come back, draft our fantasy roster, and get you ready for Game 2 Wednesday night. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime. By the way, for anyone out there who needs uh, uh, something that is legal, it's uh, technically for those who don't partake in stimulants, it's not mentioned in any sacred book as a no-no. You can get it at any gas or grocery place. Airheads Extremes, they're extreme. And uh, it's essentially like licking a battery. It wakes you right up. So is that what you just spit out in the garbage yeah. can? I, okay. took a, I took a big old uh, a swatch of <laughs> Airheads Extremes and uh, right as we were coming back. So I just I bailed on it. And you know, it right Austin, out. in the uh, air supply days, we called our fan clubs Airheads. Well, <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> and they would. No, they, 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 they actually they, they kind of adopted the name. And you started couldn't like call them the chain supply? Or? <laughs> oh, man. Hortfoots. Hortfoots. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. We got just a few minutes left here on the first Jazz Playoff Overtime. Derek, or excuse me, Brian is has been waiting patiently. Hey, Brian, what are your thoughts on this game one loss for the Jazz? Hey, uh, so I'm calling in, lifetime Jazz fan, uh, straight up. This is something that I've noticed growing up and I pay attention to and I want to get your thoughts about it, is that the NBA is a money game, right? And I feel like the refs, yeah, we don't get the calls, but the Utah Jazz have been so good for so long. I feel like the refs maybe favor the losing team to make the game closer because who's going to watch a 40-point 40 40 blowout, right? Okay. So I, I just I, I see that all the time, but I just want to see what your thoughts are on that. 
Just to, to make it, it clear, drives. you think the Jazz, because they were losing tonight in the second half, you think they got favorable whistles to get the game closer? No, just just no, 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 just overall, like as NBA, not tonight, like obvious tonight. I see playoffs, right? But like overall, I just want to see what your thoughts are on that, or if you've noticed anything like that, or will acknowledge. Okay. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. Thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for listening and call us back after game two. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I you hear the the phrase all the time, the home whistle. Mm. The team gets the home whistle. Sure. Yeah. I think that a crowd can have an impact on everybody participating in the game. Okay. I don't always think that that means good things for what the crowd wants to see happen. I don't think that it's possible as a human being, to be a robot and never have any emotion, never have any emotional reaction. And I think every referee, umpire, official in the world makes calls based on emotion. You see it all the time where uh, in the first quarter, a, a charge call will be just a simple whistle and then the very nonchalant signal of a charge. Yet in the fourth quarter, when, when there, there's a charge call in a big moment in the game, it's... <laughs> Oh, sure. Charge! 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 <laughs> so, Brian's right in this regard. The referees become part of the show. I don't think that, especially this game, has anything to do with the officiating. No. I think every now and then you'll find a moment where you can point to and goes, well, that game completely changed because of the referees. Rudy Gobert fouling out tonight. I think, to be fair, let's just be completely fair to Ken Mauer. One of those calls was a non-foul, and he called a foul. I believe it to be three mm-hmm. of the six, but to be fair, one. And it, we only get the two-minute report, so we won't know. Ken Maurer gets the whole game report, and he'll know. Sure, of course he will. But I don't think it changed this game's final score at all. Does that make sense? It does. Now you know, And this is something that's always bothered me, and it didn't necessarily happen in this game, but how many times do we see someone just get barely touched and we're like, there's no way that's a foul, and it's a foul, right? But yet, when we have a loose ball, player drops to the ground, another player from the opposing team jumps on that guy <laughs> and they're... Slams him with a folding chair. And they're, they're literally, <laughs> it's WWE, and there's no foul called. Yeah, Explain all that. Alright, uh, we gotta draft our fantasy team. Now, how we score our fantasy points is we add up each player's points, assists, rebounds, and steals. We then minus their turnovers and fouls, and they each get a score per game. We flipped during the break. Johnny will go first. I'll go second. Alex will have cleanup at third. Good luck, Alex. We pick from both rosters, the Grizzlies and the Jazz, up to six players each. Johnny, who's your first pick? It's difficult because uh, part of me wants to just go with Donovan, but I don't know if he's going to be in the series. Oh, look at you doubting Thomas. I know. I don't know. So I'm going to go bold. And I'm going to go with Ja Morant. Grayson Allen? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm going with Ja. Ja Morant. All right. I, as the second pick, will then select uh, for Team Austin, Rudy Gobert. Nice. Alex? This is, this is, this is tough. Um, Do any of us believe Donovan will play game two is essentially what we're saying right now? <laughs> right. You know what? I think that he's going to. I'm going to take Donovan. Donovan Mitchell off the board. All right, Johnny. Round two. Boyan. Bogey. Then give me, sir, Jordan Clarkson. He's a fantasy guy. 
Alex? Joe Ingles. Nice. Johnny? I am going to go with, uh, I can never pronounce his last name, number 17. Uh, Valachunas? Yes, thank you. Valanchunas. Ooh, that was that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle Anderson. That may mm-hmm. be a mistake by me. Alex? Who do you, each of you guys have? So he's got Jaw Bogey and Valachunas. I've got Rudy Clarkson Anderson. Okay. Uh, give me Dylan Brooks. Oh, Ooh, you think he's going to do so more? So you don't huh? believe the 200 days prediction that I put out there. <laughs> All right, Johnny. We're halfway through. Mike Conley. Conley off the board. Dang it. Um. Okay. Then I shall take, and you already got jaw. I shall take. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. How about Jaron Jackson Jr.? I don't like that, but whatever. All right, Alex? George Niang. Johnny, two more picks. Kyle Anderson. No, I already took him. Oh, you took him? Yeah. Then I will go with... Now, you've already got two Grizzlies. I know. I'm just looking at box scores. I'm going to go with Royce O'Neal. Wow. A whopping three points tonight for Royce. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to... It's going to be different. Then, then give me Derek Favors. Alex? There's one guy that I think all of us are whiffing on a little bit here, but not not great. I guess not whiffing, but missing a little bit. I'm not going to say who. Because you're going to take. Because you're going to take him. No, I'm never taking this guy. That should tell you who it is. Bold choice, Cotton. Um, I think I know. Alex. <laughs> I think I know who he, who it is, and I'm not taking him either. <laughs> okay. Uh. So I'm going to. <laughs> We're down to the bottoms. Just the, yeah. Um, this is great radio. <laughs> so good. So this, good. This is 1 a.m. radio. I am going to. Did somebody say take uh, Xavier Tillman? Nope. Nope. I'm going to take him. Well, well, well. Okay, mm. final pick. Now I forgot to tell you, the final pick. Yeah. The the this is true. The guy that that picked first to begin. Now picks last. Okay, that's fine. So uh, Alex goes again, and then I go, and then Johnny okay. finishes. Give me Mie Oni. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Big zero across the board tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but he also didn't have any – did he have any turnovers? Nope. He didn't have anything. Did he have any fouls? He did, so you'd be a minus one. No, a steal. You'd be a break even for Mie Oni tonight. Yeah, just, you know, back of the basketball card. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm banking <laughs> on here. Oh, man. I'm going to have to take him, aren't I? Give me mm. stinking Grayson Allen. Oh, really? That's where I was going to go. Yeah. F. <laughs> All right. Last pick of the fantasy rounds. Uh, oh, boy. Let's see. Let's go with. Let's go with. I don't know. Wait, did anyone take Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you stupid. did. You, you took Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> that was an hour ago. Then. I know. All right. Uh, let's go with... we got 28 seconds. I know. Jones. Tyus Jones. Yep. All right. So, to recap, Team Johnny is John Morant, Bojan Bogdanovic, Jonas Valanciunas, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, Tyus Jones. Uh, my team is Rudy, Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Anderson, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., Derek Favors, and Gregson Allen. 
Alex goes Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Dylan Brooks, George Niang, Alec, or, uh, Tillman, Xavier Tillman, and Mie Oni. We shall see how this goes. So who, who are we waffing on? Uh, whiffing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were whiffing a little bit on Grayson Allen. Okay. Just because he can knock down a couple threes a game. and That's what I was going to go with. If you didn't take him, he can, he can knock down a few players per quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in the crowd tonight yelled at, at, at Grayson when he was getting uh, subbed out. He's like, don't trip, head it back to the bench. <laughs> thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. For Johnny Lightfoot and Alex Lundberg, as well as Landon, Lauren, Robin, Brian, Adam, Darren, Tanya, Carson, Derek, Tanya again, and Brian. Wow. Good start to Jazz Playoff Overtime. It's good to be back. We'll be back after Game 2, Game 3, Game 4, and at least Game 5. We'll be here every night, every Jazz Playoff game, Jazz Playoff Overtime, presented by your sponsorship here. Jazz and 6. We'll see you Wednesday night. Jazz and 5, I say. You say Jazz and 6, Alex? Six. Uh, I said Jazz and 5 on the Saturday show I yesterday. I heard it, yeah. And uh, I'm holding to that. This game didn't go the way that I thought it would, but I- I'm – I'm not one to back down from my predictions, at least not after one game, maybe after two. Catch the Saturday show every Saturday from noon to two here on The Zone. All right, that'll be it. DJ and PK have you in five hours from now here on The Zone Sports Network. Good night.